Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Hope you had an awesome Thanksgiving and a great uh, bit of time off. I want to read to you from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6. On the last podcast, we did actually meant to cover this verse and um, didn't get to, but it's really been uh, running over in my heart the last few days. Um, so 2 Timothy 4, 6 uh, through 8, it says, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. On the last podcast, we talked about letting God use you, uh, your uh, priorities versus worldly priorities, and then godly ambition versus selfish ambition. Paul said, I've made it my ambition to preach where no other man has preached. So not, not all ambition is bad, but ambition is bad when it's, is when it's self. You know, even in this um, book here in, in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, it, it talks about uh, in verse 2, it says, well, let me read verse 1. It says, but understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self. And that's really the mark of the unsaved world is people who love themselves, people who whose only and biggest concern is themselves. Love is to 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 prefer someone else before you, which which goes against the nature of man. Man is born into sin, so man is born selfish. So selfish sin, when it grows up and matures, becomes utter selfishness, where people will, you know, that's how drug dealers do it. You know, it's like, oh, I'm trying to provide for my family. And then people are dying in their wake, but they're like, oh, I'm just trying to provide for my family, you know? But it's it's selfishness where their world revolves around them. But it says people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, and on. But this one says here, going back to ch- chapter four, it says, I'm ready to be poured out as a drink offering. Our life is to be used to let God pour out in the way that he wants. It's not about my dreams. It's not about my goals for my life. It's about what does God have for my life. It's not about chasing my goals. It's not about chasing my dreams. It's about following after what God wants me to do. I'm I'm the I'm the liquid in the cup, and He pours me out how He wants to. You know, and then ultimately, then we get a reward for just obeying. Jesus' life was poured out. It wasn't about Him. If anyone's life wasn't about them, it was it was Jesus, and He He's the center point of civilization. You know, He's like. He's the moral of the story, but yet he said, I come to do the will of my father. And so it is for us. This isn't about us accomplishing what we want to. It's about saying, Lord, I'm seeking first your kingdom, your kingdom come, your will be done. Everything is yours. It's the same pattern for marriage. It isn't about me. It's about me doing what God has called me to do, but it's about me putting my wife first so that when she stands before God, she's going to have here, well done, good and faithful servant. And so I'm being poured out as a drink offering and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but to all those who have loved his appearing. Looking back at verse 7, it says, I fought the good fight. We, we as Christians need to keep in mind that this is a fight, that this is a good fight. Life isn't about, oh, I'm here just to enjoy life. This is a fight. We're in a fight. You know, the fight will will oftentimes come to our doorstep and we can get discouraged because many people just say things like, oh, God is in control, you know, but there wouldn't be language like this in the Bible if God was in control. Then if God was in control and then he let us fight, then, you know, what type of God is he? Yeah, I've just thrown you in this fight. Well, the fight's cancer. Well, God knew that I was supposed to fight cancer. No, things come and you choose, you choose to fight when these things show up at your door. And so fight the good fight of faith. So a lot of times there'll be something that will, you know, take place in your life, a challenge. The devil will swing and give give a punch. And then what do you do in response? 
You take the you take the word of God and you swing back. You fight the good fight of faith. You you fight to encourage yourself in the Lord. Many people have the devil swing in their life, whether it's financially or physically or in some area, and then they get discouraged. And then it takes a month months to to come back to normal because of one swing from the devil. You have to learn that this is a fight. So if you go into the mindset. It's like you have to know what you're showing up for. If you if a, if a buddy says, "Hey, uh, you want to come hang out?" It's good to ask. What are we doing? Why? So I can wear the right shoes, right? There are certain shoes that I'm going to wear when I go hunting. That I'm going to wear different shoes. I'll wear when I go fishing. Different shoes I'm going to wear if I'm going to the mall. Different shoes I'm I'm wearing if I'm going out to a nice restaurant. Different shoes I'm going to wear that I'm going to go just watch a movie. So you have to dress for the occasion. And so in Christianity, you have to be ready. Yes, there's a rest that comes through faith, but you have to be ready to fight. You have to gird up the, your loins, the Bible says. So you have to put on the helmet of salvation. You have to be minded that, that attacks will come. But in all things, we're overcomers by Jesus Christ. And so fight the good fight. And then he said, I finished the race. Man, what a, what a consolation to know that. There's a race, but I've run it and I finished it. We, we have to look and realize that, first of all, this race there's a race for all of us. And our races, there's the heavenly race that we're all running and keeping our eyes on eternity. But what does a race have? A race has a winner and a race has a prize. Paul said, I buffet my body. I put my body under subjection so that I can win. He said, I run to win. I run to win. So in this life, run to win. Be mindful that there is coming a day that you're going to stand before God and that you're going to receive a reward specifically for what you've done on this earth. This is really something that if you don't come to terms with this and face this now, you'll get there and have regret. But you're not too old now, where if you decide now, Lord, there's coming a day where I'm actually going to talk to Jesus, where, where God Almighty himself, the one who spoke, the one that the whole Bible's about, I'm going to see him and he's going to talk to me. He's going to direct words in my direction and I'm going to have to answer. And I, and I want to have a good report. So I want to do exactly what he's called me to do. I want to run the race. I want to run my course, the King James says. I have a course to run. I'm called to be a preacher. I have a course to run. I'm going to answer for my course. I'm not going to answer for someone else's course. Obviously, the course means obedience to the Bible. We know that every there's certain things that every believer is called to do, but then there's the specific course that God has called you to. What has he called you to? I want to tell you, God's not hiding, trying to hide your course for you. You be faithful with what's in front of you. The safest and best thing you can do is be faithful with what God's put in front of you. The last thing he instructed you to do, the last thing he led you to do until something new comes. The Lord will always lead you in the way to go. But he said, I finished the race. And then the last thing he says here, he says, I've kept the faith. Man, this is really the goal and the aim of life. Keep the faith. I've kept the faith. Man, what a thing to say. I've kept the faith. You know, I'm 34. And I'm keeping the faith. I've still got many years left, but I'm keeping the faith. This is really our number one focus is to, Lord, what pleases you? What displeases you? I want to tell you that if you're dealing with sin, struggling with sin, do whatever it takes. Stop making excuses for it. Oh, it's been going on for too long. You know, people make excuses. I see it in healing school. People come on with things. Oh, this addiction's too strong. I need a man of God to cast this thing out of me. You may need deliverance, but but people make excuses. Oh, you know, it's too strong for me. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says you're you're saved. Romans 6, 14, sin shall no longer have dominion over you. So you choose to fight and choose to win. Choose to keep the faith. This is really what a Christian is. It's someone who puts the things of God first before anything else. I choose the things of God. And you have to be practical about it. Because there's people that, yeah, I'm, you know, and I was, I, I ran into this trap before. And so I, this is why I tell people, because I wish someone had told me sooner. 
But there's people who, who's just priorities, who's, whose time is just spent poorly. And they, they're thinking something will change. But if you're playing video games four, five, six hours a day and reading the Bible for 20, 30 minutes, you, you're not going to grow spiritually. I don't care if you're in Bible school. Make a decision. Do you, are you still going to be doing that at 50 years old, four hours a day, three hours a day, five hours, six hours a day playing video games? You know, if there's a day like, like Thanksgiving or, or Black Friday or there's time when you've, when you've had and you've been working flat out and you haven't done, you know, you've like, when you grow up and you get married and you have kids, you, there's just not time for these things. So if you have like one day, two days, three days, one day every couple months where you, where you, where you do some of these things that you enjoy, it's fine. But if you're, if your life is filled with these things, you can see that the priorities are off, are off. So what is your priority? Paul says, I've kept the faith. And then he says, henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to those who have loved his appearing. One of the things that we need to remember, like Paul remembered, is that this is a life of reward. Heaven is a reward. Our crowns are rewards. The way you run your life now will will depend on what your rewards look like. Don't get there empty handed. There are many people who lived this life and just enjoyed themselves and made good money and just did their own thing and called themselves a Christian and maybe went to church, but they're going to get to heaven and they're going to realize for all eternity, I have, besides being in heaven, I have no reward. That there were people who for the short time we had on this earth had far less, but obeyed the call of God and did what he called to do. And and from the earth's perspective, they didn't live as good of a life. They didn't eat as nice food. They didn't stay as nice for a house. They didn't have the luxuries that I had. But people are going to be up there and realize that they're going to have a greater reward than the person who, who on this earth was looked at like, man, they lived a quality life. They had the best of everything. And eternity is a lot longer than here. So you really tap into something that you realize, man, I'm not living for this world. This world is just temporary. I'm just passing through and I'm choosing to have my reward in heaven. Oh, Lord, whatever you want me to have, I'll have. No, he says here, he tells you how to get these crowns. What does it say? It says here, though, not only to me, but all those who loved is appearing. You know, there's people who are just love the world, Christians, but just in love with the world that they don't want to, no, I don't want to die. Of course, no one wants to go through death. Death is a door you have to pass through and it can be, the thought of it can be scary, you know, pain or, you know, whatever, just the, that. But, but people who love his appearing, Lord, I'm looking forward to the day that you come home. Lord, uh, that you come back to get me and take me home. Lord, I I love you so much. My greatest desire is you. Lord, everything I do, I do for you. When you start organizing your life around worshiping God with your life, you know, and that's built in a place of worship. I want to encourage you. You know, there's the, the worship will never be replaced in our life. So choose to be a person who worships the Lord. Choose to be a person who gets alone with the Lord and spends time and talks to the Lord. Lord, I just want you to know that everything I have has come from you. Lord, I just want to come to you today, Jesus, and tell you that I love you. I've come to worship you. I've come to take time out of what I could be doing with my time and tell you that I love you. Lord, you're everything to me. Every good gift has come from you. Every perfect gift has come from you. I belong to you. There's a reward coming for all of us, but as we're focused on eternity, as we're running our course, finishing our race, fighting our good fight, you see this language of Paul, how everything's geared to eternity. Everything, every decision geared towards eternity. And you can do that. That's not for certain select people. You can, you can make these decisions. Even for us, for me, when I look in like vacation time, it's not, it's not outside of this. It's, it's my wife and I need time alone. 
you know, we need to be able to have a time of rest. You need to, Jesus even said to his disciples, come away and rest a while. So this all fits into, Lord, what do you want me to do? But if the Lord said, don't vacation right now, vacation later, we would do it. We, in every decision we make, we're looking to please the Lord. Lord, I only want to please you. And I'll tell you that when you serve the Lord, the Lord will make sure that you're taken care of. You have the rest that you need. You have the money that you need. You have the provision that you need. No soldier goes to war at his own expense. As you focus on God, you've got nothing to lose. People think, oh, I'm going to focus on the Lord. I'm going to be broke. I don't see that in the Bible. All I see is he said, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper. You, If you're worried about money, choose just decide today with me. I'm never worrying about money ever again. I, I, I seek first the kingdom of God and all these things are added unto me. If there's anything I'm not going to be concern, concerned about, it's money. Come money, come now money. I hear the flap, flap, flapping of the raven's wings, bringing the silver, the gold, and everything. Not only am I not going to, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging for bread, but I'm rich and I'm getting richer. I'm strong and I'm getting stronger. You, you, God has a plan for all of those things. When you sell out to the things of God and you choose, I'm serving God with my whole heart. There's nothing you need to worry about. Relieve yourself of that pressure. Cast your cares on Him and let Him take care of you. God bless you. I love you. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next podcast.